This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Brewers baseball today on this Tuesday, January 10th. It is Matt Waymire joined by Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter. Adam, thank you as always for the time. And uh, the theme today, Mr. McKelvey, is uh, bold predictions and projections for the Brew crew for the 2017 season as you and the other uh, 29 beat reporters for MLB.com were assigned to make a bold Earth-shattering prediction uh, for your respective team <laughs> in the 2017 season. I'm not so sure about the earth-shattering part. Uh, some had them, some didn't. So we're going to hear from you what, what you think uh, or what you, in your opinion, will be the bold prediction for the Milwaukee Brewers in 2017. So, Adam, the uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Well, I was looking through the list of my colleagues, and I, I do have to admit mine is less bold, but I wanted to pick one that actually has a – chance to happen i think it's that they not only will add a notable late inning reliever a name that everybody knows i think it's going to be two of those guys will wind up with the brewers it's a funny market this year and over the past full year in that uh relievers are so prioritized right now in the game and you look at what you know andrew miller for example or all this chapman what they fetched in trades what teams have paid to the top closers available on the free agent market. Relievers are hot, hot, hot. But at the same time, the remaining free agents, including some pretty good pitchers, you know, Greg Holland tops the list of guys who are left, um, are having to be very, very patient in this free agent market. There is still a ton of work to be done on the free agent reliever front. Milwaukee has traded away three of those guys in the last uh, five or six months, three closer types. They, they have needs in that area. And there still are options for them. So, so my bold prediction is that they will sign multiple notable relievers. And I think at least one of them is going to get a multi-year deal. There you go. That is a bold uh, prediction indeed. And like you said, it's a, it's a whole new era that we're embarking on in Major League Baseball, where at one time you would you know break the bank and shell out crazy prospects for elite starting pitching. But now it's, it's almost as if, almost as if the starting pitching is an afterthought and uh, the bullpen – is where it's at. Just uh, get your starter through five and then turn it over to the guys in the pen and uh, lock it down six through nine. That's what the game has become, and that's why we're seeing all these uh, you know crazy dollar signs and prospect halls for elite relievers, and uh, that's where it's at. So bull prediction right there from uh, Adam McKelvey. And, uh, Adam, now we're going to transition into the other uh, projections for the Brewers in 2017. So let's lead off with this as we go from relief pitching to starting pitching as we focus on uh, Taylor Youngman, and the projection here is that Taylor Youngman both reclaims and maintains a spot in the rotation. What do you think? I think that's possible. Um, he was very good when he came up. He's got that funky crossbody delivery. I think Jake Arrieta doesn't throw as hard as Jake Arrieta, obviously not the same, it's the same stuff, but it's kind of a similar motion. 
and that allowed Taylor Youngman to have a lot of success two seasons ago. This past season, 2016, was a total disaster from the start. Remember, he started Milwaukee's third game of the season, so he was squarely in their plans for this year, fell out of favor, uh, ended up all the way down at double-A, partly because the Brewers' triple-A situation is not ideal in Colorado Springs for pitching. But I think a lot of people have written off Taylor Youngman, especially when you look at a Milwaukee rotation that finished the year with six starters and not counting Youngman among them. All of those guys are back. They have some depth in this area. They also have some prospects coming in players like Josh Hader, the left-hander, Brandon Woodruff, the right-hander, and Jorge Lopez, the former top Brewers pitching prospect, another righty. Those guys are inching toward the big leagues. And I think for all of those reasons, Youngman is getting you know, pushed out of a lot of people's minds. But if you look at what teams, their teams' needs are year to year in terms of the, the number of starting pitchers they need to get through a season, you can certainly see a scenario where Taylor Youngman gets a chance to start a game, two, three, and then it's just a matter of can he make the most of that opportunity. So I think that there is a possibility, uh, despite the crowded rotation picture at this moment, that Youngman is able to make a series of starts for this team, and, and whether he has success. Yeah, uh, he'll have to battle, no question about that. But the talent is there. He's uh, proven it before, if it was an albeit small sample size. But we know he can do it. Hopefully uh, 2017 is the breakthrough for the uh, young, promising Taylor Youngman. Uh, Adam, a name that Brewers fans might not be terribly familiar with yet is Mauricio Dubon. He is the stud shortstop that the Brewers got back and what many people are already calling a heist with the trade with the Red Sox as they sent Tyler Thornburg to Boston. One of the guys they got back in that deal was uh, Mauricio Dubon. Travis Shaw obviously also came in, uh, should take over third base for Milwaukee this season. But Dubon is a guy, like I said, uh, as a Red Sox fan, personally, I've followed him for a couple years. Uh, He's going to be something else. So I want to ask you for uh, projection number two, Mauricio Dubon makes his major league debut in 2017. Is that a possibility? Possibility, but I'm going to put this one in the unlikely category. He's 22 years old. He won't be 23 until uh, mid-July. He also plays for a team that has a pretty good shortstop in Orlando Arcia, who came up last year as the Brewers' top prospect. They are very much committed to him as the shortstop of the future. And I think a player like Dubon, if he does get up to the big leagues, it's going to be because he's an incredible athlete and he's very versatile and he can play multiple positions. But I think at this point when you're talking about a 22-year-old with the feeling that he has and the high hopes that he brings, I'm not certain the Brewers are going to be tr- tremendously eager to move him off shortstop. I think they're going to want to play him at shortstop as much as possible and see if he can stick there. So for that reason alone, I, I think he has a, a chance to spend um, the full season in the minor leagues. He could reach AAA uh, this year. That That is you know, certainly after being at double-A last year, that's a real possibility. But I, I think it's much more likely that he spends the year in the minor leagues. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's guess is that uh, 2018 will be the ETA on Mauricio Dubon. But, uh, boy, he's got all the talent in the world, and that trade could one day be seen as uh, quite the uh, thievery on the part of the Brewers. But, again, uh, time will tell. Uh, Adam, projection number three. The Brewers will regret letting Chris Carter go after leading the NL last season with 41 home runs. What do you think here? Well, this this is a tough one because it all depends on what Eric Thames does. Uh, the, the decision to let Chris Carter go after the Brewers gave a three-year deal uh, to Eric Thames coming over after three really huge seasons in South Korea. 
Um, the projections that are coming out on Thames are extremely promising. Um, you know, projecting a, a, an on-base percentage, for example, hovering around 370. That would very much work for the Brewers. 20-plus um, home runs, that would work for the Brewers. Uh, Chris Carter hit 41 home runs, but that was really, that was his big skill. He was just okay at first base. Um, he did, you know, the, the average was as expected. As the track record says, it was low. Uh, the strikeout total was high, a club record. He really was, you know, they, they know what they were letting go there. Um, so if Eric Thames can give you a, a decent on base, you know, if he can produce a 20 homer, 350 on base, uh, they are not going to regret letting Chris Carter go. Yeah, uh, Carter, you know, like you said, he has, he has the one great skill, but other than that, uh, there are some definite holes in his game. And uh, Eric Thames, a huge X factor for the Brewers in 2017. We'll see what he does in his uh, second tour of duty as a big leaguer. Uh, projection number five, Adam, uh, Jonathan VR, after leading the senior circuit in steals last year, is named an all-star for the first time. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is a solid one. I, I could see this happening. And this is – thank you for the, the idea because we always have to do a prediction story in spring training, and I might steal this one for that. Last year, by the <laughs> way, I predicted – not to toot my own horn, that Chris Carter would hit 40 homers. There you go. And he did. So I'm riding a one-year winning streak in this category. <laughs> but I think there's a good chance of this. Uh, he's going to get to play second base, which the Brewers believe is going to be a much more natural position for him coming up as a shortstop, playing in the middle of the diamond alongside Orlando Arcia. It's just going to be a more natural fit for him than when VR was at third base during the second half of last season. And he was just a bit uncomfortable there. So that defensive comfort theoretically could help him have some comfort on the offensive side of the ball. He was very good. And I would say one thing about, about Jonathan VR. He got better as last season went on in terms of his decision-making on the bases. And, you know, it's one thing to lead the league in steals. It's another to show that you can get better and be smarter while doing that as the year progressed. And I think with a lot of help from Carlos Sabero, the Brewers' first base coach, Jonathan VR was an improved player in terms of his thought process as last year went on, and he has an opportunity to be better again next year. So I'll, I'm with you on this one. I, I would uh, predict as well that Jonathan VR is an all-star. Yeah, one of uh, baseball's quieter success stories in 2016. Hopefully he can build off that for 2017. Adam, to wrap up here, uh, simply the Brewers finish above 500, yes or no? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that they're not quite there yet. Now, uh, this one last year, my prediction was way off because I, I had conversations with people about the possibility of the Brewers losing 100 games last season. They did not lose 100 games. They were better, I think, than most people uh, thought they were going to be, going 73 and 89 with some good individual success stories. I think next year could be around that same area. Maybe they're a 75-ish win team. But if they can continue to see positive development in, in, in individuals, you know, say Orlando Arcia shows that he's a better player at the plate. Let's say Jimmy Nelson has a bounce-back season on the mound. You could still point to reasons that it was a successful year. So I'm going to say sub-500, but that doesn't necessarily spell a bad season for the Brewers. Yeah, agreed. Uh, progress can be made, even if it's not uh, completely reflected in the one-loss column. We'll see if the Brewers can take another step forward here in 2017. That's a good place to wrap this one up on this Tuesday afternoon. Adam McCalvey, our thanks to you as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, it's Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team.